Hey everybody, welcome to the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes, topics that I'm sure you care deeply about. I am Chris, and with me is Ty. What are we chatting about today? Well, I think you want to start with uh, the balls, the junior balls trip into uh, international basketball. (laughs) If you hadn't heard, LeVar Ball is sending his two little balls over to Lithuania. Lithuania. If you could point out Lithuania on a map, without a like a, a, a nameless map, if I give you a nameless map of the world, could you point out Lithuania? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How many tries? Uh, uh, two. I have a I have a very um, solid generic idea of what I'm looking at, but I'd get the I, so I'd definitely get a Baltic state. Okay. I can't guarantee you it would be Lithuania. <laughs> Do you know anyone from Lithu- any other famous people who've ever been from Lithuania? Uh, isn't Tony Kukoc Lithuanian? No, he's Croatian. Okay. All right, then no, obviously yeah, not. Yeah, tomato, tomato, right? Okay, so what I do remember, all I know about Lithuania is when they were competitive in the Olympics, they wore tie-dyed uniforms. <laughs> because Lithuania is the birthplace of tie-dye. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. See, that's the best part about it. I have no idea whether or not that's true. Anyway, so let's take two kids and their crazy dad from southern california and let's send them to lithuania if there's not like a reality show like crew following them to lithuania this is a completely wasted trip well the best take i saw on it today that i wish i could have found and quoted for you on twitter was uh if there's one thing i know about grizzled lithuanian professional basketball players is they love 16 year olds who shoot 80 times a game There is, yeah. I mean, what? What's the over under on this? What's the whole over under on this deal? How long did the ball stay in Lithuania? Really? Are we? I, measuring, are you measuring this in hours, days, weeks, or months? I've got to assume it's going to be months, just because there's going to be a contract involved, and I don't see them. I, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting to find out what. Uh, what, how the Lithuania re- reacts to Lavar and whether or not he continues to do his Lavar show, and, and he takes it global, Mister Worldwide, if you will. The, uh, I can't imagine him going on Lithuanian TV and making this like work in any way, shape, or form. Well, I read today um, that his coach doesn't speak English on this Lithuanian, the <laughs> Lithuanian ball club. So this that, is such a disaster, a huge effing disaster i can't believe this is i'm measuring this thing in weeks if weeks how many weeks then um, if you had if you if i was to set the if you were the the house here and you were setting the over under you're trying to make money what would you put the what would you put the i would set it at five weeks five weeks wow that is okay five weeks so they show up there at the beginning of the year and by mid by valentine's day this thing is over What's the Lithuanian winter like? <laughs> it's, it can't be good. It can't be good. <laughs> it does the, seem uh, no, like it might be a little is, bleak. Yeah, this is no. This is this is. And you know, are people gonna? Are American outlets gonna send news crews or cameras to follow over there? Because I, at this point, Lavar Ball can't survive in a vacuum. Right? He can't survive without attention. If the if the U.S press doesn't follow his boys and him over to Lithuania if they just said forget it we're not sending a camera crew we're not sending Pedro Gomez <laughs> to, to cover I don't LeVar think Ball I don't think there's any chance 
in Lithuania. Some, they can send somebody. Rick Buker is going to have to like some. They're going to send Shelly Smith to like Lithuania for two months to like cover the balls or something. They're going to send some poor schmuck. ESPN is going to send some poor schmuck to spend five weeks in Lithuania while this whole thing comes unraveled. I think they've got a perfect guy. <laughs> Sergio Dip. Sergio <laughs> Sergio Dip should go. Let's send he a should. guy whose English is his second language to Lithuania to cover the balls. I think that I think that's actually the best idea I could think of. So the ten, day, the ten day forecast in a city whose name I can't pronounce in Lithuania. <laughs> uh, low thirties and snowing every day, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for boys from Chino Hills, California. Absolutely. Right. They're going to they're going to miss their Lamborghinis. They're going to miss their whatever. They're going to miss their they're going to miss In-N-Out Burger. I mean, this is a this is no good. If I'm a 16-year-old kid with a Lamborghini and access to all the things that Southern California can offer me, Lithuania is going to be a huge kick in the book balls. Literally. Well, so the thing is that Lavar <laughs> himself is not going. Um, supposedly, he's deputizing a team of uncles to go be the. Uh, he's going to show up at least at the beginning, right? Yeah, I would walk a tie. Well, I mean, he's got to get him over there, I would assume. But I mean, Lonzo's busy, right? He's here. He's uh, showing up to New York wearing a Nas album cover with his face on it on his <laughs> shirt. I don't understand what that means. He's putting himself up on a pedestal. All he needs is one mic. <laughs> him and his. Eight, seven points and you know, seven assists and five rebounds a game is putting himself on a pedestal. Lonzo's like off to a Lonzo's off to a bit of a tough start, but I don't know, man. This whole ball thing is just it's it's spun out of control. It's it's crazy. So wait, I want to turn the coin over for a minute though and say good for them because the NCAA is a scam. So I absolutely go make money. Part of me feels like it's the right thing to do but is there not a team in spain is there not a team like somewhere like argentina like isn't there a team like he's got to go to lithuania to do this i'm just not so sure i'm i'm not i'm okay with the concept of playing paid club ball i mean for everybody who who's praised christian pulisic and and pretty much poo-pooed on the balls i would say I think you can draw your own conclusions there. It's like suburban white kid goes with a dual passport, goes to play Germany, soccer in Germany, and it's the greatest thing. It's the best idea we've ever heard. But send your young African-American boys to Lithuania to play basketball, and you're a complete idiot. To, you know, for, I mean... He's definitely not the, uh, the guy, the brand ambassador for the United States that we need right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, considering what our brand is, <laughs> the brand of the USA is right God. now, why not? I mean, let's well, just... Here's the thing, though. I, I, if LeVar Ball was Archie Manning, is the reaction the same? I mean, is that what you're getting at? Because how much of it is racial versus how much of it is just based on the status quo? Because that that's the most the, the most the, the object with the most inertia is the status quo. And you mentioned Pulisic and uh, his choices, and the, but that's seen as like the right thing to do because sure. the right thing to do is go season yourself at a young age in the country where the the, the competition is the best. 
Right. Um, so there, there's what's what's your take then on the quality of Lithuanian professional basketball <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as weighed against the NCAA? Well, that's the that isn't that the big question. So we'll see how it turns out. I mean, I think they play a high level of basketball around the world globally. I mean, Europe, Europeans are have been successful in the United States. They have their own step. But they, <laughs> but they grow up in Europe. That's the other thing. It's like you only—it's not just basketball. It's a huge cultural leap for the balls that I that I question to to say maybe there could have been a better spot to go, but maybe Lithuania was the only place that would really take them. Well, this I like the idea of clubs. I loved, I like the idea of kids going to play professional ball at a club level. You know, in soccer yeah. and in basketball, yeah. why not get paid? Well, for me, that's why they need to get rid of the, the one-year rule. Um, and if guys want to not go to college, they don't have to go to college. And I think the G League needs to be something that's a lot more uh, robust, uh, something that is not just for guys on the fringes, but also for young players coming in. So whether or not you need a couple levels there or something to that effect. But those are games you'd probably watch if they had, like, you know, a guy like Marvin Bagley, you know, if he wasn't at Duke. Yeah. Or, you know, the Summer League was such a huge hit this year in Las Vegas, and all that was was young players just going buck wild. I mean, have them play in the same stadiums. This is the other thing about the G League, which is ridiculous, is that they have to play in these awful towns. It's like, just play in Los Angeles. But that's that's what club sports is all about, is playing in an awful town. (laughs) Just play in Los Angeles, but on the other side of town. Or just play play in Miami, but in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, just play in play in cities that that have teams and I don't think you'll cannibalize I don't think you'll cannibalize your your the sport but as far as the balls go good luck well, if you're <laughs> setting it speed I got to tell you if you're setting it at 5 weeks I'm going to take the over okay all right well I don't think it's necessarily it going to be a lot over I probably would have said about 9 weeks something like that two and a half maybe 3 months mm-hmm. um, I really think it depends on the terms of the contract and uh, whether or not they're treated right. I think there's a lot of ego involved, obviously. <laughs> really a strong take by me. Yeah. Way to get out. Oh, the alarm for the first time. All right. Boom. Ten minutes. Look at that. Look at us go. All right. All right. So that was topic one. That's the thing we're going to try and see if it works out. We're going to try to limit ourselves to ten minutes per. Um, what's on tap next, Chris? Topic number two. Are you jacked for Star Wars The Last Jedi? Can we do 10 minutes on this? But I guess we haven't seen it, so we can't spoil it. No, we can't spoil it. But how <laughs> jacked are you for this particular piece of cinema? So I've had a weird relationship with the, with the reviews and the spoilers. Uh, mostly just kind of absorbed it um, one, one step away from direct reviews uh, via Twitter. Just people saying, I read this review or this, per- this person saying this. And uh, just remembering what the temperature was like for Force Awakens and knowing that um, those reviews were a bit mixed, if mostly positive, but a lot of sort of, it's what you've seen before, but that's what we need right now. And I've just seen people, uh, I started to read about three paragraphs of a review um, a few hours ago, and I got about, like I said, three paragraphs into it, and we just had to stop because I felt like I was learning too much, and they weren't really talk- even talking about plot points. They were just talking about, like, the emotional effects the movie had had on them, and I'm like, I don't want any of this spoiled for me, so I guess I'm so jacked that I don't want to know anything. That's how jacked I am. Yeah, I, th- I can see that. I mean, the ad campaign, the trailer campaign, has been very spoiler, if you ask me. 
so I tend to. And I've only look watched away. the. I only watched the one, and that's it. I mean, I just watch TV. So what happens is I don't watch commercials ever. <laughs> I watch regular TV. I'm like a reg. I'm like a throwback. What? Like you turn the TV on I and just t- watch it? Yes. <laughs> why would you? Why would you do that? Because to I'm old school. Well, yeah, I'm usually reading a book or reading a magazine while I'm watching television. But beside that, like you hear the music and you look up, and I felt like the trailer's been pretty spoilery. I think we know a lot of the things that are happening, but that's just—I don't know why they can't stop themselves. The the marketing people just can't get over themselves. But that's the thing—is that the movie probably even do an even bigger number if you just like did sound effects and quick cuts. Here it is. All you have to do is do this. Here's the ad campaign. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> and then Star Wars. <laughs> December 15th. Okay, That's so it. Let's That's talk the about whole that thing. For a second. I have legitimate beef with the music licensing this go-round because now that Disney owns it and basically all bets are off on licensing. First of all, obviously you know that merchandise-wise you can now buy a Star Wars anything. Sure. But the, I'm wearing the, Star Wars underwear right now. <laughs> I think it started with Rogue One. The Nissan ad campaign just straight up uses the music this time, and I'm like, yeah. no, this is bullshit. You are you're teasing me. I, I keep like, what's what's this? And then it's like it's a Nissan commercial, and I'm pissed immediately. And, and it's a girl who kind of looks like Ray yes. driving the road yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, of course they're gonna. Of course they are squeezing every nickel out of this business. I, I felt particularly offended by the <laughs> the uh, appropriation of the of the music. So. Yeah. It was a bridge I, too far for me. <laughs> I think the whole thing's gone off. The thing went off the rails, obviously. Well, it's, it fast. Well, rewind back to 1977. George Lucas puts out this little movie. I'm not alive yet, just to be clear. We all, well, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm already 23 years old in 1977. <laughs> and, the, and for some odd reason, George Lucas puts out these non-bendable action figures like four points of articulation <laughs> action figures and it's like i was walking through the sears at, you know after like two weeks after seeing star wars i was like, oh yeah hey look here's some action figures fast forward about five years and like the whole like there's i have like ten thousand dollars worth of like star wars like oh. toys right well so, I, make, I don't have any problem with the licensing I'll, go ahead i want to come back to this. but now fast forward 30 more years and like you said it's just i mean it just grows everybody loves star wars it's the it's it's our it's it's starting with my generation this generation of older dads now who just grew their kids up on star wars because we had vhs tapes and dvds and Mm blu-rays now that you know we just keep feeding it to our kids and it just becomes like the story we tell our kids right it's like here's the story i was told as a child and now you're being told it and now it continues forward and they're just going to milk it i mean we're not stopping at nine episodes we're going to the rest of our lives till i die at a ripe old age of 105 we'll be still telling star new star wars stories it's and um, you know you're either okay or not okay with it but it just is now it's part of the fabric of america speaking of that then have you done the animated shows has that been something you've consumed i have i've consumed clone wars and 
most of Rebels. That so I've I've watched uh, so I watched that Clone Wars. I watched the the movie, which was really weird because it was like just a two hour episode of the show to start it, <laughs> but I expected it to be a movie, and that, so I was really like this this sucked. What was this? It was terrible. <laughs> and I decided to go watch some of the show, and the shows, it's okay. Um, I'm only about eight episodes into it. I just. Um, I, I just wanted to know more about some of these ancillary characters that I see kind of other people reference. Uh, you know, I don't really know much about these Phoenix people in the Rebels show, um, so I'm starting with Clone Wars. But my, my, my take on Clone Wars being eight episodes in, I was like, animated Clone Wars Anakin is the best Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> He's slightly more alive than actual Hayden Christensen. Correct, correct. Yes. I, I'm also made uncomfortable, and t- this is a time where I'm going to point this out. This is a good, cult- gold, good cultural time for me to point this out. I am uncomfortable with the animation on Padme on the Clone Wars show. <laughs> I don't think that it is appropriate for children. <laughs> she actually doesn't, I mean, it's the, I don't understand what's going on there, but it doesn't seem, <laughs> it doesn't seem appropriate for children to me. <laughs> It's for ch- it's absolutely for children. Well, she doesn't. So. Those pants are not. Those are not a pants. It's just paint. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's 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 a princess. She's a queen. <laughs> she's a she's a senator. I don't know. That's a that's a whole different story. But as far as this is concerned, like I've already, I've sort of removed myself now from trying to guess where Star Wars is going. I know there's a whole industry based around. I put together the clues, and yeah. here's well, what happened. That's, that's every popular. That's that's sure. the last bit of monoculture we have left. Sure, but but we but at this point, I pretty much just adios myself from that. I'm just like I'm willing to go on Friday uh, to an eleven o'clock showing. I'm going to sit in my seat and I'm going to let them tell me a story. And well, then, and so that that review um, that I was reading, that's what I was getting at, is that it talks a lot about how Ryan Johnson does this, and he actually evolves the thing. And Ryan and so. Johnson, let's go. Ryan Johnson is a good director. Can we can we uh, can we go can we go on about Ryan Johnson for just a second? Why because don't you start? I, I don't have any strong feelings about him personally. Have you ever seen Looper? Yeah, Looper is a it's, great it's good. movie. It's not a good movie. It's a great movie. It's great. So, it's I think I'm just distracted by uh, JGL's nose piece the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be Bruce Willis. In I the know future. what's happening. Doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, and you know, I just I think that I think it was a, I think from a storytelling oh. perspective and from a from a from a special effects perspective. I think the movie is just terrific. Well, I watch it, it every time it comes around. So, so I didn't know. So I just looked up. Um, Ryan Johnson's early work, and he did Brick. Did you ever see Brick? No. What's Brick? Brick is that movie uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, Lucas Haas is in it. Uh, it's like a high school crime ring, um, where JGL uh, like pushes his way in to like discover what's going on, and then Lucas Haas is like the big like the teenage kingpin, and it's basically a crime drama, but everybody's a high schooler. Oh. Um, I remember hearing like a few random good things about it whenever it came out. So it's 12 years old now. It came out in 2005. Uh, and it was, I remember walking away from it. Like that was an amazing movie. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was incredible. So just hearing that, I know, um, he did a couple episodes of Breaking Bad as well, but does he not? I'd like to, I'd like to go back to, to Ryan Johnson's first credit, which is evil demon golf ball from hell in 1996, (laughs) which I think we should seek out in some way, shape or form. And report back because that sounds terrific. Ryan Johnson, <laughs> interesting. Interestingly, Ryan Johnson is almost exactly um, the same 
age distance from you and I. Like he's right in the center between us. Yeah, 1973. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Well, we'll see what the, we'll see how this whole thing turns out. I'm 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 excited about it just because I'm a Star Wars fan, but yeah. I'm also but I'm also just I'm also just willing to just go with the flow at this point because quite frankly, uh, it, it could well the thing is we got I mean, the prequels are so horrific that it anything is Anything that's not that is going to be like, this is good. This is so good. Because everyone, I mean, I remember how pumped I was when those came out. And it was just like, for real? That's That was that was the movie? <laughs> like, oh, shit was terrible. <laughs> well, and we may have to get into this at some other point, but obviously the greatest Star Wars movie ever made is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So anyway, all right. I'll look. We'll have to. Well, that'll have to be a topic for a future show because I'm chew, interested. To chew hear your on that one as we on chew on that one as we go to topic number three. Well, we haven't hit the buzzer yet. We got eight seconds That's left. Okay. I was going to well, say the last did, thing. Look at that. I timed that perfectly. You did. It was very good. The last thing I would say is I'm actually a big fan of the licensing. Um, the stuff that you can buy is is kind of incredible. Uh, that's, I should just let that keep going on the podcast while I'm talking, <laughs> right? Just to make us get off of the topic. Uh, is the, like for instance i'm super jealous of children today and like you go in the disney store and like the captain america hoodie is like has like leatherette and like has like sewn in <laughs> emblems and stuff and i'm like yes. are you kidding me like this the hoodie it's just a hoodie but it looks like the actual suit that's this and that's the, that stuff's there for star wars too so uh as much as i'm anti you know giant corporation in general um i'm I'm pro licensing that brings me quality Legos and other such. <laughs> well, we know what Santa's bringing you this year. Yeah, well, that's one. That's on the list always. Star Wars Legos is an evergreen Christmas <laughs> list gift. All right, topic number three. All right, do you want me to introduce this one? Because yeah. this, is, this is kind of my uh, baby. So I wanted to do a few minutes on weird pop culture references that stick with you that have stuck with you over time. So. Um, you know, like we talked about, not mainstream stuff that sort of everybody knows, things like Caddyshack or Anchorman or, you know, stuff that's eminently quotable. But what are the ones that sort of pop into your head that either you say and no one understands or, um, you know, you, you say and, and people are used to it. Or it's part of your, you know, do, do you have one handy? Because I can start if you don't want to. Most I can tell you the one that popped into my head the other day that, that prompted me. Go for it. Okay, so the one that prompted me the other day, uh, it just popped into my head, and I say this one to myself all the time. Very rarely do I say it out, out, out loud, but if you recall the Lonely Island video for, uh, I, I, I think the song's called Captain Jack Sparrow with Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yes, I do know this one. <laughs> and he keeps popping in, right? And they're like trying to do a rap song, and he keeps singing about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right? Oh. Uh-huh. And as the video goes along, there's a point where he punches his head in after the rap, and he's like, now back to the good part. And that. <laughs> so in my head, anytime I'm interrupted doing something or something happens, um, I'm always like, all right, now back to the good part. And I sing it in little Michael Bolton voice. But I don't, I don't really do that one out loud. That's just the one that popped into my head that, that kind of prompted this topic. So what you're saying is you love Michael Bolton. You're a huge uh, Michael Bolton fan. So... Uh, n- and you're now? wondering that how am I supposed to live without you? That you play it all the time in your house? No, see, like no absolutely not. But do I appreciate who Michael Bolton has become and his awareness of his own sort of self ridiculousness? His, yeah. his, that he was already a self parody from the get go. Yeah. And then he knows that and that he just lives his life now and is willing to do stuff like sing about Captain Jack Sparrow. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, right now, yes, today in 2017, I'm a Michael Bolton fan. In I 1997, think- no. A guy who also gets that as well is Groban. Groban also gets that. The fact that he's a little bit of a of a 
joke, but he's really talented, and he gets and he gets and he makes fun of himself, and I think that's funny. I've never right. in my life heard a Josh Groban song. Oh, sure you have. Well, b- fine, but I'm not aware <laughs> of it. <laughs> Search it out; you'll love it. Anyway, you ever Mike? Since you're a Michael Bolton fan, you'll love Josh Groban. Anyway, <laughs> for <laughs> for, for, great. Me, <laughs> for me, there's this old MST three thousand bit where where um okay where <laughs> one of the one of the puppets or one of the uh, the dude who's the dude anyway he I says his name, but he I says something about he says something about um hey this kind of reminds me of the thunderdome and one of the puppets says can't we just get beyond thunderdome <laughs> 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 yes. and this joke has lasted for me for 20 years now at least <laughs> and I have a couple of buddies who are in on it so every now and again I will slide in as like god man standing in this line it's like Thunderdome and somebody will go can we just get beyond Thunderdome absolutely but most, like of, like but most of my most of my ephemera exists due to the fact that I watched Saturday Night Live religiously from the time I was about 10 years old to like it you know from the time I could actually stay up past midnight without collapsing on the floor until maybe about five years ago, four years ago. I watched Saturday Night Live relentlessly. So all that, there's just so much, it's just such a deep well of everything reminds me of an SNL skit or mm-hmm. everything reminds me of a SNL bit that uh, my whole head is just clogged with it. So... <laughs> All right, so first production note that I will take is that I need to use a device for our timer that's not going to get notifications in the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, 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 why is your side piece blowing up your, blowing up your text right now? I, I was busy celebrating on Twitter the Doug Jones win with other like-minded individuals, <laughs> and that continues apparently. I was checked out on it a long time ago, but uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> one that uh, one, so you mentioned the fact that SNL's burned into your brain and a movie that I watched a ton for whatever reason in the 90s was The Sandlot I mean I literally must have watched this movie like I, I'm gonna go ahead and say a hundred times in the course of 18 months in yeah. whatever year it came out on video though because I'm like once I, I anyway it doesn't matter the one I say all the time that no one ever understands is I'm baking like a toasted cheeser it's so hot here <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a deep cut right there. That is a that is a Sandlot deep cut because you can walk into any room, anywhere, and say you're killing me, Smalls, and sure. like you will sure. get you will you know yeah you'll I mean everyone knows that one right but that's what I'm or, saying like, that's the stuff everyone or, knows I'm, I'm looking for the or, stuff that or is you unique. throw like a, you throw like, you play ball like a girl sure. Yeah, well, I Which, still say buffalo butt breath. That's straight from that movie. <laughs> That's actually the best insult in that exchange. Buffalo butt breath. It's the most creative. It is the most uh, PG rated one that can actually be used, and it's done by the 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 antagonist there. So the other he, guy. he's got the best line. You can, they give him the best line, and yeah. then you have to. Well, then you have to pull rank, right? I think. I think maybe. I think maybe. Uh, maybe. Um, he feels like he's losing at that point, so he's got to pull out the. Yeah, it's after he challenges. Game. Like, all right, next week. Um, you know, our field, whatever. He's like, see you later, Buffalo butt breath. <laughs> it's, great, it's great. And the comeback is pee drinking crap face. And it's just, it's not nearly, it doesn't land near. No, nearly Buffalo well. butt breath is solid. That's, that is a, that is a solid, that's a solid, that's a solid 
between burn. Yeah, I got one more Sandlot one too that sure. I literally use every time this comes up, and it's usually with my wife uh, because it involves suntan lotion, and it's when that's that's from the moment when Squints is in the pool admiring Wendy Peppercorn, and anytime my wife basically asks me to put suntan lotion on her back or anything, it's like lotioning, oiling, oiling, <laughs> lotioning, <laughs> smiling. <laughs> I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> So that's that's what I, I say out loud, and is by the way super weird for anybody else who's not my wife that overhears me do it. Right. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why is this guy so weird? <laughs> Anything else? Any, you got any other under, other key goes? Oh Lord, let's see the um the just just everything reminds me of a song also which is yeah you know the <laughs> i can make anything into anything you know you can just pop reference me right into any song for the most part as long as it's docking i think that's really for me <laughs> i heard a good millie vanilli reference the other day that, that reminded me of you yeah well we were the greatest millie vanilli tribute act to ever work the karaoke uh the karaoke uh the rickshaw parlors. karaoke room <laughs> <laughs> the, the the karaoke parlors of the uh, greater Pacific Northwest. I mean, we were the best. I mean, there was no question about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to blame it on the rain. I sing that song unapologetically in the car, really loud, whenever it comes on. For sure, those are great sing-along songs. It's one of the reasons there's so much. Fun I don't to even do care. Like, you, I, you don't even care that it wasn't those two guys. Like, who cares? Like, those songs come on, and it's. It's tremendous. It's no, tremendous I don't care work. at all. As a matter of fact, I wish they had just taken whoever it was and made more records. <laughs> right. <laughs> just you know, Let's just get, the te- get the team together. Those guys are gone. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should oh, that's what, that's what they. That's the next thing that should happen. I don't even think a scandal like that would register today. Like, it would come and go in a, in a half a heartbeat. People are like, all right, well, put the real people out. Nobody cares. But, I mean, if we don't talk about... <laughs> it's so quaint now. It's like, oh, yes. the, remember the quaint lip-syncing scandals of our youth like yes. today that's that's not even like a that's not even a pothole in the in the road of scandal now i'm not gonna considering i'm not gonna pull us into politics but i i remember <laughs> sure, as recently as five years ago claire mccaskill winning a senate seat because uh todd aiken said if you're if it's a legitimate rape the body just has ways to shut that shit down, shut that, down. <laughs> like, that would barely get a headline today yeah missouri yeah that's exactly. what i'm talking about all right, so I have one more one more quote that I wanted to bring up. That's uh, from the Adam Sandler record. You remember he used to do comedy albums before he got super big when he was still on SNL. F you and the goat a. Yes. So <laughs> that's not not that one. <laughs> I like to say I like to yell that out at the mall. <laughs> but but from the same sketch. Uh, the moment where he says, uh, he, you know, after he hits his head and he's like, oh, hey, you got a knot. And he's like, what? You know, you got a knot. Well, you, you better not mention that again, you cocksucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, basically, anytime anyone around me says not, I, I basically say you better not mention that again. And then often, depending on the company, throw in cocksucker at the end. So, <laughs> yes. I like that yeah. I got an NC-17 word right in our first show. I know. Look at that. Hey, you're right, right, the very, right toward the very end. Oh, all right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. It is football season. It is football so season. So let's go with some quick picks for the coming Sunday. What do you got? All right. Well, with the understanding that it's Tuesday, 
and also the understanding that I don't have uh, information on whether or not Aaron Rodgers is actually going to be able to play. He did get medically cleared to practice. We'll um, go ahead. You can go ahead and you can go ahead and lay out your assumptions. All right. So assuming Rodgers plays, I'm going to take Green Bay. Green Bay plus two and a half over Carolina in Carolina. <laughs> that is like crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carolina looks tired to me, and I think that if Rodgers comes back, so again, that assumes Rodgers plays. If he doesn't, I probably don't bet that game. All right. Um, I really wanted to take Miami, as we discussed, plus two and a half on the road in Buffalo, but I'm actually going to take the other side of that bet and take Buffalo to cover the two and a half at home, and only because it's a home game. Right. And let me, big shout out to Army Football for providing some NFL thought leadership last weekend when basically Buffalo and and Indianapolis threw for like twice in the first, <laughs> in the first, in the first half. So God bless them. That's what happens when you play in the snow. And in Army football's case, it's where they play everywhere. They don't throw. Which I I'm reserve, right. yeah, and I reserve the right to change that pick if I look at the weather and it's not going to be crappy. All right, well, we'll get your final Friday. We'll get your final picks on the Twitter on Friday at at seatjk. You can find my football at, picks on Fridays, uh, along with my other thoughts about the world and eventually promotion for this show. <laughs> more picks? Any more? Yes. So uh, oh. I believe in Garoppolo. I'm going with San Francisco as a one and a half point favorite at home over the Titans. Why would the Why would San Francisco completely wreck their draft their draft position by winning like out? Well, because at this point they already have three wins. The Giants have two, and Cleveland is the number one pick. So I don't think it really matters. I I don't think it makes any sense for San Francisco to get out there and win games right now with Garoppolo. I don't think you can get the pros to, to, to not try. I don't think NFL players, unless they of their own volition have checked out on the season, are going to stop for, are going to stop trying to win games if, uh, if they you know if they feel like they want to go out there and compete. And I feel like the, the Niners, particularly, when I watch them play, they come out and they played hard every game for the first half of the season. And they had the wrong quarterback in. And once they got Garoppolo, he should have started starting for them immediately. And I bet they would have finished somewhere close to 500. Because he's a much more competent quarterback oh, than Beathard. He looks great. I mean, that's he, the... He, that's the thing. He throws the ball on time. Yeah. And, yeah, and he looks comfortable. Yeah. So... Side note. I know we're supposed to kind of keep this at 30 minutes, but... That's fine. Why isn't CJ... How do, how do we land on Bethard? Because your last name is Beat Hard, son. And I don't really understand how that's... <laughs> how that gets... I mean, I, I get why you changed it. But come on. I mean, we all know how people used to be named, right? It was like vo- vocation or someone's family, like genealogy. Or sure. something happened to you that was so notorious it became your name. Uh-huh. And I feel like Beat Hard is one of those names where somebody <laughs> on his, his line in the past took a really public beating... And that became their family name. Yeah. Bethard. Yeah. <laughs> Bethard. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Patriots, two and a half point favorites over Pittsburgh on the road. Um, that's more of a bet against Pittsburgh than it is a bet on the Patriots. I think that the Pittsburgh defense is crappy. And with the return of Gronk, I don't see the Patriots kicking that one when they need it. I'm looking forward to a, like, a 58 to 52 football game. Sure, and I'm that's basically what I'm betting is that New England wins a relatively close, high-scoring game. Shootout. Where is it? It's in Pittsburgh. This is a tough one. I say. Do you re- can you really pick New England to lose two games in a row? Um. Yeah, I'm not really sure. They look pretty. I mean, they they look they look, they got physically whooped on Monday night. They're coming back off a of Monday night. 
the extra day of rest. We'll see. I think I think it's gonna be tight. Um, I call that's a coin flip for me. Okay. So. And the last pick, I'll take Atlanta uh, as a six and a half point favorite over Tampa in Tampa. Oh yeah. I think yeah, Atlanta's starting to Tampa, click a little bit better week to week, and Tampa's just a shit Tampa's, show. Tampa's lost. They just they're just out to sea. The Buccaneers are out to sea. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for me this week. And in fairness, I'm only 500 to this point in the season, so my opinions are uh, a coin flip at best, a literal coin flip. Listen, you know, the the people who make money in Vegas betting football only win at, like, 55% anyway. You just got to know where to get your money in, on where, you know, where to get your money in. Well, as you've experienced with me, my my signature move is to pick an awesome deep parlay where I miss one hit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why that's what they get you on the parlay man of course of course but it's always a pick that i knew i shouldn't have made too when it comes out i'm like god that was just dumb all the other ones are good anyway <laughs> so are you right, gonna well, play us out tonight or do you want me to i'll just no I'll, I'll wrap it up tonight thanks for listening everybody we hope you join us again for another exciting episode uh we'll be posting every thursday at least we're gonna try yeah and uh and uh if you want to follow us it's c TJK SEA TJK on Twitter and I'm at CD Villasenor on Twitter Um, at some point in the show we'll have an email and a Twitter account of its own Uh, yeah as long as we settle on the branding and this turns out okay then we'll probably get it going real real soon (laughs) all right thanks everybody we appreciate you thanks for your time have a great week